time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646 716 4972. Now, here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you back to another podcast. The Lickin' On Lending podcast is here. We create this each week for you as mortgage professionals. We're mortgage professionals. Grateful to have you as a listener. Hope you all had a great weekend. I got away. Once a quarter, I like to go out. I like to do a three-day fast. That's it. Just water. Everyone has. It's really easy once you start doing fasting. And then I get away, and I journal, and I just get quiet. So I went away into the hill country of Texas here in Central Texas, and we got some beautiful spots. Rented this cabin, and it was no smell. The only thing was an occasional jet way, way up above in the birds. It was so peaceful to be out there in the woods, and I journaled and I thought about things, and then I was thinking, 9-11, oh my gosh, so your thoughts automatically go to events, hard to believe, 20 years ago. And then we look also at recent events of what's gone on in Afghanistan, and I think there was just some extra pain that went with this particular holiday, what's been gained, where are we at? It was one of those really kind of interesting remembrance of 9-11, certainly celebrating their lives and what all the first responders did to protect us. And that whole event in the years ago created a, a shining spotlight on first responders and the amazing job they do. So all first responders and all military personnel, we appreciate you here on the Liquid Lenny podcast your sacrifices, many of them, and uh, thank you for uh, your commitment to keep the rest of us safe. This podcast is honoring you and this holiday or remembrance of a tragic event 20 years ago. I am looking forward to the Hot Topics segment. Again, we're going to be talking about customer service, talking about what do you do to create great customer service. And so be sure to stay tuned into the Hot Topics segment where we have the Shaw Rana joining us. And so also, Staff Docs is the newest sponsor. I'm really excited to have them there. So thrilled to be a part of the Industry Syndicate, industrysyndicate.com. They do a great job of creating podcasts, promoting podcasts, getting them out into the industry. We're on their website. Be sure to check out all the podcasts there. And we support them and encourage everyone that's getting out to help make a difference in this industry. Also, had a great conference call last week with Josh he and I are going to be doing some things together and launching out another new podcast. And look at how many is that you're doing. That's going to be three or four podcasts I'm involved in. So really excited about that one. Josh is a fun guy. He's got a different style than we do. And so we're going to bring our two styles together and launch another podcast talking about things going on in the industry and from a, another perspective. So again, this podcast, what we really try to do is bring relevant operational topics to you and Talk about what's going on in an operational standpoint, overall what's going on. Like many people say, this is probably one of the most impactful, broad-covering, fast-covering podcasts out there that covers all the aspects of what's going on in the industry. And then we put links in these podcasts, which you can see in our show notes on the Lincoln Lenny podcast website, LincolnLenny.com. You go to the website and you'll see all the show notes, references, and the links to all of that. That's all made possible by our sponsors, who I want to thank the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. If you're not registered for the annual conference in San Diego, be sure to do so. I did, and I'll be there. I'm looking forward to seeing many of you there. Also, Fanastra, Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution, is the leading point of sale for origination platforms. Grateful to have them as a sponsor. 
Also now, SnapDocs. So throw the house SnapDocs as a sponsor on the podcast. Also, Lenders One and Mortgage Private, these two cool ones, do a great job of helping lenders get together in a more intimate setting to talk about the issues that are going on. Again, we have a lot of our clients that are members of both of them, and they see the value of membership with both of them. Both very complimentary and do a great job for independent mortgage bankers. There's some banks involved with them, and so it's not exclusive to independent mortgage bankers, but check out both of these. Also, Community Mortgage Lenders of America, for their support, as well as Accelerate. Josh friend. What an amazing amount of brilliance going on. He's got a webinar that he's going to be doing. Check it out. We'll put the links to the webinar in our show notes, but that's coming up on Wednesday of this week on the 15th, if I'm not mistaken. We'll get all the information on our website. Check it out. And I'll be just pushing it out to LinkedIn. But be sure to get out there and take a look at what they're talking about. There's a lot of wisdom in what Josh is doing and what he's built into Incelerate. Also, Knowledge Coop, as well as Modex and Mobiliari. Both of these companies do a great job of helping you recruit top fellows. They give you the tools for you to recruit top fellows. If you're looking for methodology and how to do it, get a hold of me. I got a lot of ideas on how we're using both of these tools and advise our clients on how to recruit top people. Oh, we're going to have an, a booth at the reception hall and along with Knowledge Group and a group of the Mastermind members it's called 7A at the conference. So be looking for us at the conference. Announcements coming out shortly on that. Also, thank you to Rob, Alice, Les, Alan, and Matt for their contributions to the podcast each and every week. Welcome to the Lickin' on Lending Hot Topic segment. Today we have Vishal Rana, Vice President of Customer Success and Operations at SnapDocs, our newest sponsor. So good to have you here, Vishal. Thank you so much for taking time to join us. I want to give a shout out to Amy Moses and for connecting us and, and really connecting me to your whole company. I tell you, it's an amazing company. And of course, I'm a big fan of Amy and you guys are so fortunate to have her and all that she does to promote your company. And one of the first things she said is, Dave, I got to get SnapDocs on your podcast because of your audience, we want to get the word out. And again, a lot of people talk about the format. So while we're going to be talking some about SnapDocs, it's really about what you're doing to provide exceptional customer service. Before we go there, give us a little insights to you, your background. And how what brought you to SnapDocs? Yeah, yeah, I agree. We are super lucky to have Amy. She's been incredible, especially as a partner in crime for us on the success team. Before we jump into my background, I'd love to just take a second. I know that you've dedicated this podcast to the first responders and military at 9-11. I grew up and my whole family has lived and worked around New York City. And we were all there around 9-11. And mm. uh, I was super privileged to serve in the Air Force at McGuire Air Force Base in New Jersey, where a lot of these first responders also yes. served. So Really very honored to be part of the podcast dedicated to all of them. So thanks for doing that, David. Oh, yeah, you bet. Well, thank you for your service, too, Michelle. There's a lot of sacrifice that goes into what the first responders did that special day, certainly, and then go on every day that's just unsung. We need to do a better job of honoring. And then our military, that's just I'm so res- much respect for our military. But we're talking about yeah. snap docs today. But thanks for starting yeah. off with that. Very good. What about yourself? Yeah, let me jump into the topic. So I'm Vishal. I lead the customer success and operations teams at SnapDocs, and these are essentially the, the customer success managers. These are ongoing account managers, implementation folks who are just sort of technical specialists, as well as our services, quality control, and support organization. So big chunk of the organization, effectively everyone you talk to kind of once you sign up with SnapDocs. My background is primarily in financial services and technology, so SnapDocs really stood out as a good marriage of the two. 
as I mentioned, I started out in the East Coast, and my early career was working in big banks and insurance companies, like we've had in New York. And since I moved to California, most of my work has been in technology companies, and really it's been helping my clients, who are usually financial institutions, use technology to improve their customer experiences. And so I've worked at a couple of different technology companies, and in all of those cases, it's been how do we make the experience that the customers of our customers have better and more sort of technologically empowered and enabled. Yeah. And look at the challenge. I think it may be worthwhile to explain what does SnapDocs do? And Amy told me she worked for SnapDocs. The name didn't suggest all that you do. So give us, our listeners, just a little insights into what SnapDocs does. Yeah. So at a high level, SnapDocs is uh, a digital closing platform. And so today we've got this whole process of closing loans that, that starts you know, kind of at the lender and goes all the way through to the settlement company, ordering title, appraisals, all that sort of stuff, all the way down through actually funding the loans and then selling them out into investors. And a lot of that process, as everybody knows, is pretty manual. It's lots of paper. It's FedExing documents all over the place. Lots of little sticky notes, a sign here, that sort of stuff. What SnapDocs does is takes that whole chunk of the process and digitizes it so that you're able to do this all in one unified platform where everybody can see what everyone else is up to and use all the available technology to help make it better for borrowers and for the, the lenders themselves to execute these closings. And the goal of all this is really to make this whole process more seamless, more transparent, safer for borrowers, easier for them to understand. And so really the service of this perfect closing, because at the end of the day, when you think about what a borrower is trying to close a loan, they remember that closing appointment. And a lot of times lenders aren't there, right? They're sitting in a title office somewhere. And it's this very interesting part of the experience that is super emotionally charged for the borrower because mm-hmm. they get their keys. So they feel like they're actually done. But a lot of times that process isn't great. Call it millennials are looking for better technology, right? Like things that are easier for them to use, things they can do from their phone. Sure. Just being more technology enabled through that process versus sitting at a big conference room in a building with someone they've never met with all the information about themselves and their co-borrowers written out on pieces of paper, like signing in just a stack of documents. And I always laugh, right? Like you can move yeah. thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars on your phone with a couple of clicks, but you've got to go in your office and get fingerprinted to sign a mortgage document. Yeah. It's kind uh, of silly. So one of my friends just bought a really nice high-end Tesla and, and was talking about how quick and easy that experience was. And it's so spot on that the millennials and the Gen Zers, the younger generation, is looking for a much easier experience than what we have created. And you guys are well on your way to creating that. And you have marvelous number of integrations. I think you integrate almost everybody that's out there. But I really want to focus something that we all can learn from because you guys are doing this exceptionally well. And I encourage people to get to know SnapDocs and specifically you, Vishal, because you guys are exemplary in providing exceptional customer success. I'd like to ask you to tell us, what does that look like from SnapDocs' perspective? Yeah, so let me step back, and this is maybe more generic than for SnapDocs itself, right? Because I've been in the customer success business for at least the last 10 years. And what it really is, it's providing a great experience for your end client. And when you buy software, you're not looking for the software to work, right? Like you're not expecting it to just do what it does. What you're really buying software for is to solve a problem you have. Right. And what you want at the end of it is that your problem is solved. And I think Alan was just talking about how you've got to be the one in charge of the business case. And Mm -hmm. and that was great. I mean, that's that's exactly right. You buy software to solve a problem. You have a business case. And people think about enterprise software like SnapDocs. 
And the great experience for them is that the software works. We're upfront about what we can solve for you. And then we do it. And the case is that like we've got this great software and a bunch of great people working together to solve the end to end problem of digital closing. Mm -hmm. And the reason you need both the humans and the software is that this problem is complicated and it's really tough to, to move through all of those different components of getting all the integrations right, getting all the connections to your ecosystem right. And so that's what's really important. And so when you think about what great customer success looks like, there's a couple of pieces that you need to have. One is you've got to really have a team that is both proactive and reactive. And so first you've got the proactive team, you've got CSMs, account manager types, implementation folks. Those are the folks that understand your business and the business problems you have. The second is they've got to understand the capabilities of the software and other tools in the ecosystem so that they can use those things to help solve your problem. And the third, and I think this is quite possibly the most important, is they've got to be motivated and empowered to solve your problem, right? They've got to be okay and encouraged to go above and beyond to make sure the customer's problem is ultimately solved. You've got to couple that with a great reactive team. This is technical support, right? So that these right. teams are trained to identify if the software is working as quickly as possible and escalate things that are broken or unintuitive. And the unsung part of that is partnership with product teams. And we've got actually at Snapdocs in particular, a specialist engineering team that uh, just works with our support organization to make sure things are going right for customers. So there's really two parts. You've got to have the, the proactive and reactive stuff working to have great customer success. And, and the way customers describe it is, did my problem get solved? That's a great way to put it. Yep. And at the end of the day, that's really it. Did you solve my problem? May have done a lot of things well up to that point, but if you didn't solve the problem, that's still a problem. Alan, let's get you in on this discussion. As he mentioned you and what you were saying earlier, do you want to jump in, please? Yeah, sure. I would agree 100% with what you said. I've met some of your team over the last couple months, and I've really come to learn more about what you guys do. And it's really quite interesting. There's things that I think people don't realize. I think the technology integration is not that difficult. So if folks are sitting here thinking that, hey, in order to get SnapDocs integrated, there's this big tech integration that's needed. Maybe you can talk about the technology side of it. What, what I've learned is that it's really not that big of a deal. And then second is partnering. It sounds like you guys, just from what you just said, really do make sure that you partner with your clients and help them overcome right, what they think technology is going to do and what they need versus what they get in the end so that you have those successful implementations and you onboard clients and they're happy. I can talk about both those pieces. One, the technical integration. You're right. It's not as complicated as I think many folks imagine because we've spent so much time thinking through all of the different configurations, the different ways you get information into SnapDocs. We've got out-of-the-box integrations with common platforms with Encompass and some of the others. And then we also have open APIs. So we can build if you've got a custom loan operating system or if you've got a custom point-of-sale system, we can integrate directly through our open API. And so our team is responsible for helping you with that, and we're experts on the, the technology. You can figure out as we talk to you through the sales process and then later through implementation what the easiest and fastest way to get the right information into SmapDocs so you can get up and running. If fast is the key to getting these integrations and getting people up and running and experienced well. Let's get over to Alice. has some questions about strategic value. Talk about that, Alice. Yeah, so this is fascinating to me. I really had never thought about uh, software implementation as a proactive and a reactive side, so I love the way that you explained that. So it sounds very strategic. So can you talk a little bit about why SnapDocs 
places such a strategic value on customer success? And why doesn't everyone do this? It sounds so amazing. I'm assuming to look at things as two customers, right? Customer, borrower customer, and then, of course, client customer. Maybe I'll start with why do we place strategic value and why then I'll jump to why doesn't everybody do it. But we, we do it because we have to. It's really the only way this all works. Our goal is to get your problem solved, and we're there for you until it is. That's kind of how we think about whether or not we've done our job. And so first and foremost, like I said, we have no illusions about how complicated the problem is that we're solving, right? As we started to talk about the closing mortgages, let alone doing it digitally, is a horribly fragmented process. And there's lots of industries that are working together to close. They all have their own processes. And to the integration comment, they all have their own systems of record. And so if you're trying to do this digitally, you actually add a little bit of complexity in that you've got to integrate with all these things, whereas everybody can pick up a piece of paper, right? And, and when you add in things like the runs, the stakes, and the number of players just gets bigger and more complex. So you need somebody who's really a guide, right, who understands all these different technologies, who understands how your technology links up with all the others. And to be honest, lenders just don't have the time or expertise to figure this all out and do it right. And there aren't that many people out there that have implemented a digital closing process. It's not like hiring a loan officer or a closer from another lender who might have this expertise because you've got to know the specific ecosystem of your lender in order to do it right. And so these folks just don't exist out in the wild with the right expertise to scoop it up. And we have them, right? The folks here at SnapDocs have the collective experience, the scar tissue, the best practices of over <laughs> 100 successful implementations and all the combinations that come with doing that so many times, right? And we do that because this is what it's going to take to move the industry forward. Everybody's agreed that this is what's great for borrowers. And so we've really got to step up. And the knock-on effect, and part of the reason why we do it, is these teams, when they're deep inside the customer's businesses, understanding what's going on, hearing their pains and their elations when things work, these folks are gold for our product teams. They're so close. They can provide invaluable validation and say, oh, yeah, no, this customer would totally want to use that. This is really going to change the borrower experience. There's really this pain when I watch this closer walk through this process. It's a miserable experience. Well, let me take that away. Let me fix it, right? So we sit down with our product org and we give them that feedback. And that's how we build products that people want to use, right? Because we see the users trying to use them. That's why we spend a bunch of time doing it. And in my experience, when I think about the folks that don't invest in customer success, I feel bad for them. But I was thinking about this before. There's really two camps, and this is kind of how I've talked about about it to the rest of our, our executive team and in the past when I've described it or I've seen it. First, these are technology companies to some extent get kind of a bad rap of Silicon Valley. They're, they're like, my software is so clever that everyone's just going to get it. It'll be easy. You'll pop it open, you'll log in, and everything will just do what you want. If I look at companies that have been really successful at stuff like this, these are people following you home to watch you use their software to make it work. It takes an enormous investment to make software that just gets it. And for the most part, most companies don't do it well. And those companies wish they were consumer software or model themselves off consumer software companies. And they just don't invest in the type of consultative, value-focused work, the proactive work that I mentioned. Those teams get underfunded, spread too thin. They've got too many customers, too many products to talk about. So they can never really become experts or advisors to your team as a lender. And so it's just second rate. It's an afterthought because it's kind of the bottom rung of the totem pole inside the organization. And so it just doesn't attract the right people not real problem solvers, or the people who are great inside those CS teams leave. And they go work in sales or they go work in product because that's what these types of companies really care about. And so that's one camp. The second camp, when I think about it, is kind of this old school enterprise pattern, right? Because customer success in many ways grew out of 
support and professional services and kind of the archetypes if you think about like the big database companies out there, right? Where you need an army of consultants to come land, you know, you write the statement of work, they kind of do all this work for you, charge an hourly rate or something like that. And they charge you for the privilege of supporting you when their software breaks or is confusing, right? And that sounds crazy when I think about it. I know. They just, they know, with the proactive work, they know it's super valuable and it's worth a lot, so they charge for it. And so then you, as the lender, are paying them to hook up your software anytime you need to change something, and it costs them an arm and a leg and a statement of work every time, right? So sadly, it's the model most lenders and financial institutions are really used to from big software companies, right? And it's a lot of reasons why I think they're stuck with the processes they have. It just costs too much to change them once they've implemented. Or they have this one super overworked person in their company, right? Like the admin for that software. And and everything just sits in a queue for them to approve or make every change. Mm-hmm. And they just can't try stuff, right? They can't innovate. They can't move faster because there's only one person who has the whole system in their head. That just makes the whole relationship about cost and administration and you totally lost sight of your core problem. The reason you bought this software, the reason you're incurring all this cost is because you want to do close things better or you want to do whatever you bought the software for better, right? You built this whole like change management team inside or your tech team inside of your org to, to manage the software instead of focusing on revenue. I think Alan, you started to talk about this too in your chat. So yeah, I think there's two real camps. One that's like super tech forward. We don't need support. Our software is so good, which the reality is it's not the software that needs to be good. It's, it's got to be the interface with the customer. And oh, the customer yeah. doesn't quite know oh, exactly yeah. how to solve this problem. So true. Yeah. You're 100% right about that. And I got to tell you that the consultants probably won't like hearing me say this because they make a great living and some do a fantastic job. And so in those cases, it's good that they're there. And there are cases when you want to hire those implementation consultants because things are really complex and you don't have someone on staff. At the end of the day, when you buy a piece of technology or a solution and you're looking for a partner, the partner that you've acquired, they're the experts. They're the ones that understand your business, and they should be the ones to help implement it. And that is where there's a big gap sometimes. So it's great to hear that's your focus. And it's a philosophy. That, and you quote Scott Cook about Intuit. And for those that do not know the story about the founding of Intuit, they are very nervous about this product. But they seem to have the same attitude you do. Michelle and your company does, SnapDoc does, because they literally used to have egghead software stores. And Scott used to go hang in there like he was a customer and would watch someone buy the product. And as they're buying it, he would step to the counter and say, I'll pay for this product. All we want to do is watch how you install this. We want to make detailed notes about this. We'll give you free customer support for letting us do it. I mean, he threw some sweetener in there to let them follow, but it was brilliant. Vishal, because what it really did is they studied in detail everywhere the person struggled. And I think that's the kind of exceptional customer success. And I got to tell you, we don't just let any company come on and be an advertiser on the podcast. We very carefully select. And so when Amy and I were talking, I said, well, what's unique about SnapDocs? The name didn't grab me at the time, um, getting to better understand it. But when she started talking about exceptional customer success, I said, we have got to have you a sponsor, and I want to have a shawl on to talk about this because I'm watching another vendor right now, a well-known vendor. It's a very popular, sizzly product that everyone's uh, stalling right now, but they're really struggling at this very area in the implementation. It, it's just way too complicated, and it's how to do that, So, which is really getting into what can customers expect during implementation and post-implementation when using SnapDocs. 
incredible comment. I mean, I think just real quick on what you mentioned about Intuit, two things stick out to me there. One, when we implement software now, there isn't a package you pick up in the store. You, you buy the software online. And yeah. so how do we get somebody into your house, right? We've got to staff a person, right? We've got to get somebody mm -hmm. to watch you and check in with you all the time, right? We're, we'll talk about that in a second. The second is it was the CEO or the founder of the company. It wasn't somebody yeah, way down on the totem pole yeah. calling someone home, right? Because this person had to be a key problem solver, somebody who cared about the outcome. And I think those things are important. But yeah, what can customers expect? So during the implementation, I think there's three things that really need to happen. We need to be crystal clear on why you want to adopt SnapDocs and what success looks like and how we'll measure that together. And I think customers find that a little bit strange because most companies don't do this. I don't understand why, because if you're going to ask the customer to write you a check, you've got to know what you're getting paid to do, yeah. right? The second is we need to build technical connectivity. And we talked about that a little bit between your organization, SnapDocs, and your partners. And then the third thing is we've got to complete a change management and adoption process. So everybody understands what's going to happen now that you have SnapDoc. And we've got specialists for all these roles because they can help you go faster and with confidence. So the CSMs focus on the business case, right? And they play a supporting role during the implementation, but they own the relationship going forward. So it's really important for them to understand, hey, why are we going through the implementation? What do you want to see at the other end? How are we going to solve this problem you have? Your implementation manager is really your director of the implementation phase, and they're your primary contact. And they're part technical project manager, part change management guru. They've got some technical chops to make sure that the system integration stuff goes well. And then they've also got like a document specialist who will make sure that, that we've analyzed your document packages to make sure that they'll work with our patented AI system. And so we're hooking all that stuff up. And then the next step is that we'll build a custom rollout plan for your organization. So most customers decide to implement SnapDocs everywhere on all of their documents. But what we usually do is we start in one region or one loan type to make sure we've right. worked out the process with you. And then we'll roll out and we'll do training as we go with loan officers and closers and we'll ultimately, we'll also train your settlement partners because they're a big part of this process if they aren't already familiar with our product, right? A lot of them are already familiar with SnapDocs from other lenders or because they're customers of ours, either on our notary scheduling platform or for something else. And so we do a lot of work on the ground that isn't typical software work, right? It's not writing code. It's walking around your offices, so to speak, in this Zoom world, but talking to everybody and making sure they understand, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to change. Here's what's not going to change for, for all the important constituents. It's creating proper expectations all the way around and just, and getting a sense of you're present, you're there, you're paying attention, you care. And it's a VOS, vendor over shoulder. <laughs> I'm thinking of POS, parent over yeah. shoulder. It's vendor over shoulder. It's, it's having that high touch where you really care. And it's not doing it in the creepy sense, but in the sense that you are really right. wanting to make sure you have success. And that's so important. I just love that. And you think about it, right? Like if you're a closing platform, you probably mm -hmm. think we just spend time talking to closers and, and settlement agents. But we spend a lot of time talking to loan officers, explaining yeah. to them, hey, you now have this digital closing system. So when you talk to your millennial or Gen Z borrower, you can tell them, Hey, look, by the way, we're going to do this partially electronically, so you don't have to spend a bunch of time in, in a title office, right? Or if you're eligible yeah. for a remote online notarization, hey, our company's invested in this technology to make this easier for you. And so I, all I, these things are, are important. 
I love this because I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to one of my clients, Michael DiClemente at Watson Mortgage. He's boarding a bunch of new employees and he was going through it. It is very, very exciting about how he goes into great depth of explaining every single piece of technology. Alice, you'd love to see what this guy does. I think he has a 300 slides in his introduction. It's week long. I know there's many fine programs out there, but I was so impressed about the effort that they went into. And I said, where did you get this material? It was the vendors that supplied a lot of that material that is so important for boarding a new employee, and it helps them explain the value proposition, why they're doing so well. Alice, I know you got to run. Do you have any quick questions or comments? Well, I think it was great. I was taking lots of notes. I love the concept of that investment in the customer success plan that you have. So anything else that we should know that's unique about how that onboarding process works? So I think the onboarding process, I'd say, those are the components, right? Just understanding the measurement. And I think what's really exciting is when we, we get to the post-implementation and what we do, where we start measuring those success criteria that we started with, right? And so we're, we're checking in pretty regularly, at least a couple times a year on higher level goals, which could be implementing e-notes or remote online organization or other products that we're starting to launch. And so we'll do the same sort of understand the business case and, and roll out kind of process for those additional products as you go on. But the real North Star with the customer is going back to that original problem, right? What's the thing you were trying to do? Were you trying to improve the borrower experience by reducing the time it takes to fund a loan or reducing errors or shortening the signing appointment or raising NPS? Or was your original goal to improve operational efficiency by reducing you know, the time a closer spent on a loan, right? So you can finish more loans or complete more loans with, with the same number of staff. And so, like, that's the engagement model that we build out, and, and we want to make sure we're delivering for our clients. It's not just about, hey, was the software available when you wanted it, right? Did the documents get from point A to point B? It's like, did we actually change your business? And so that's the way we know if we really solved your problem. It's the whole point of buying the software in the first place. Very good point. David, if I could just add one thing, just having done so many software implementations and been on good sides and bad sides, I work for lenders. I, I will say the most important thing, and I don't know if you'll agree or not, is definitely having a single point of contact. On the partner side or, or within your organization? On the partner side, yeah. So. Instead yeah. of going to a round-robin email or a ticket, having a single point of contact, someone that is your shepherd to success is, yeah. is really critical. Yeah, that's the customer success manager, right? That's the person who's ultimately accountable for making sure that business outcome occurs. And they'll loop in the rest of the team, right? So they'll pull in support if your question is really technical and requires somebody to go do a deep dive. Or they'll pull in an executive if there's some sort of escalation and something super important or a real business conversation, maybe an advisory conversation. We'll pull in some industry relations experts. We're, we're so lucky to have Camille Martin on our team who can, who can join conversations about the industry. So really that single point of contact is your customer success manager, and they can bring to bear the whole organization's capabilities. But we fail in this area. As an industry, so many vendors really fail comes to this, the implementation process. It's paining me. I'm looking at one particular piece of technology right now, which has got so much promise to be such a major game changer out there and how they're failing on some implementations. And it's just going that extra mile. What is the philosophy? I'm thinking back, I'm, I do a lot of leadership consulting and coaching. Vishal, where did this start? Why is SnapDocs not falling prey to what has been, I hate to say it, the norm when it comes to implementation? And that's failed implementation. Where did this begin within SnapDocs? Is it leadership at the top? It, it really is, I'd say, and it, and it was an important 
part of the criteria for how I decided what company to go join before I joined SnapDoc was to make sure that this sort of was in the DNA of the company and that it wasn't just, hey, Vishal, you have this team, like, here's some money, like, go hire the right people. But was it, did product care about the problems or requests that came from customers? Were their teams staffed to solve them? Did sales really care that after they sold the deal that the customer was successful or not? And when I talked to the finance team, if I had a problem and needed to spend some money to solve it, whether that's to staff up a particular team, like were they going to say, well, no, sorry, you've got a margin requirement and you've got to hit that number? Or were they going to invest in the business and say, hey, look, we're going to make a customer happy and they'll be a customer for life. Let's do it. That math is easy. And that was a huge part of the vetting process was just understanding from all of the executives and teams that were already there when I joined that, that this was part of the DNA. It wasn't just lift service that they do part of the recruiting process, right? Like many of us have seen. And it comes from, from Aaron King, our CEO, right? From the, from the beginning yeah. when he founded the company and he's always cared a hundred percent about what problem does this actually solve for the customer? Is this worth doing? And that permeates the organization. As we wrap this up, tell us what experience customers are having and partnering with SnapDocs and your success team. Do you have a couple stories? I'd love to hear the stories. Yeah, let me tell a couple stories. So this is when I get to brag a little bit, I suppose. We've got really world-class retention rates. And let me go back to a story when I first joined. I did a tour of customer conversations to just get a sense of what customers really valued, like soon after I, I joined the company, a few months later. And I showed a handful of customers different packages of our software. Totally market research. Hey, if I put this in and took it out, one of the packages that I was really testing was I reduced or removed the CS team or different pieces of the CS team. And I added in some of the new features we were working on. And I asked the customer, hey, would you pay the same? Would you pay more for this new package with this cool new technology? And, and before I could even finish asking the question, there was no pause, no hesitation. The, the contact was just like, nope, I'd never buy that. I need hmm. my CSM. They're my yeah. right arm. I couldn't do it without them. I'd never pick a package without full scale. Like I made a like limited CS, right? Because it was like this customer had already implemented. They were already up and running. They don't need all of that handholding anymore. And they, they literally said like, I'd be blind without them on what to do next. I wouldn't know how to keep moving forward. So that was great. I mean, I was like, all right, this is awesome. The other was, and this will be crazy. We interviewed a customer in one of our internal meetings. So sometimes we do this for all hands for the company. And the contact said, that their CSM and their implementation team was the critical factor in deploying Enote. They had just implemented Enote in the business and then Evolve. Mm -hmm. And they implemented this three months ahead of schedule. When was the last time that a lender deployed technology ahead of schedule <laughs> by a quarter? Imagine your IT team or your vendor management team reporting up to an exec and be like, hey, by the way, we're done with this a quarter early. And the CSM at SnapDocs was the reason we did it. I mean, that's music to my ears, right? That's why we do this work. I was personally satisfying, but I think having this string of successes builds really happy teams. And it means that those CSMs and implementation folks and everybody else, they just do better work because they know they're the best in the business. Just got text. Who, what's a CNN? So several people are oh, asking. Yeah. Sorry, we use acronyms Sorry. a lot. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. A CSM is a customer success manager. And yeah. so that's sort of the new version of an account manager. So this is your single point of contact that you would have during your relationship with us. That's good. We use a lot of acronyms in this mortgage industry, and certainly we have a whole bunch when it comes to technology, but this is interesting. I think I, there's so many people I want to forward this podcast on to, and it's the intentionality that 
Snapdocs has to quality. And at the end of the day, if I'm going to be in a relationship, especially a critical area, like you fit in so many, where you integrate into all the different vendors you integrate to, it is so important that this be done well and that you create that truly exceptional customer success. And I, Michelle, I just uh, celebrate what you're doing. I celebrate the leadership at SnapDocs. We're honored to have you guys as a sponsor of the podcast. We're very picky in who we bring in as sponsors, but we're very grateful to have you take some time out of your very busy day to be here with us today. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, David, the rest of the team. The best way for people to learn more and get more knowledge about SnapDocs, where would they go? A lot of people know Amy. I'm sure go to one of the conferences, you'll see Amy there. But also the website, if you could give us the website. And is there anyone in particular we should direct our listeners to talk to? So I'd say the website is is pretty easy. It's snapdocs.com. And I think if you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to me. I'm vishal.rana. At snapdocs.com. I'd be happy to chat with you or direct you to the right person on our team that they can answer your question or get you started. And the last name is spelled R-A-N-A, folks. Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. And wish you continued success. We're very excited. I think you guys are going to do really, really well and very honored to have you as a guest and as a sponsor, even more so as a sponsor. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Great. Thank you. You bet. Hey, listeners, be sure to come here next week. We've got Taylor Stork joining us with Developers Mortgage. You heard him. I introduced him. He gave some comments about Lenders One and his involvement there when we were going to the Lenders One conference. And the conversation Taylor and I had before and then after at the Lenders One conference, I said, Taylor, you've got to come on and share your passion for this. It's going to be a high energy, very dynamic interview next week with Taylor Stork at Developers Mortgage. So be sure to come back next week, folks, as many of you do come back faithfully and listen to all of our podcasts. So grateful for that. Be sure to tell others about the podcast. Also, goes without saying, we're so grateful for our sponsors, Finastra, CMLA, SnapDocs, Lenders One, Accelerate, Mobility, MMI, Modex, MBA, KnowledgeCoop, and the Mortgage Collaborative. So grateful for all of our sponsors, and we're grateful to you, our listeners. Have a great week, everybody. Look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.